Middle East on the brink, North Korea on the brink, Iran increasing its aggression, elections in Taiwan. Look, there's a lot of global instability as we ourselves plunge into primary season. How have you sheltered your savings and investments from potential major setbacks to the economy? You think it can happen here? It can happen here, but it's not too late to diversify an old IRA or 401k into gold. And Birch Gold Group can help you with that. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. As opposed to many other investments, Gold thrives in times of uncertainty. It is an important part of diversifying your savings. Now listen, here's how Birch Gold can help make it a part of yours. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. And it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. You want to learn more? Just text SAVAGE to 989898 for a free info kit. S-A-V-A-G-E, text it to 989898 and you get a free info kit. It costs you nothing. Just text SAVAGE to 989898. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of happy customers, I encourage you to arm yourself with the knowledge of diversification through precious metals. Protect yourself. Text SAVAGE to 989898 and claim your free info kit. Protect your savings with gold. Do it now. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Thank you very much. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Welcome to the free version of the Michael Savage podcast, and I'm going to keep it free for all of you. But there are many of you who would love to be able to listen to my show without any ads. I love ads, but many of you want to listen to the podcast free of ads. So we created something for you, a solution. We call it the Savage Premium. For less than the price of one flat, tasteless beer at your local bar, you can receive access to all of my podcasts going back years ad-free for just $3.99. That's at $3.99 a month. You'll get not only my ad-free podcast, but you will also occasionally receive access to material that is exclusive for members only, and I'm going to give you the list in a minute of what you've, what you've missed. You're going to get an occasional monologue from me, maybe a reading from one of my novels, sneak peeks of interviews before anyone else hears them, archive pieces dating back to 1994. Many things that come up, you're going to get exclusive access to Michael Savage material. Details can be seen on my website, michaelsavage.com, and if you want to join all you got to do is go to glow.fm and search Savage Premium. That's glow.fm and search Savage Premium. Now, you will always have access to my free weekly podcast. I want to be clear about that. That's my promise to you. But if you want less ads and more Savage, join the Savage Premium Club today and never miss a spoken word of mine. It's glow.fm slash Savage Premium. You can find it on michaelsavage.com. And here's some of the stuff that you have missed so far. Michael Savage reading from his best-selling novel, Countdown to Mecca. My words, my voice. Savage reads from one of his lost journals, Fiji, 1968. Savage's first drive-time show, Hour One. My interview with the Jewish gangster, very popular. I uh, read from my first written published article, Who Was at the Helm? 
from 1965. It's heard nowhere but on my premium site. I read passages from my novel, Abuse of Power. Uh, we replayed Fat Al's Tuna. My Savage Show from 324.94, the earliest show in the archive, 324.94. My interview with Donald Trump from 110.2011. 110.2011, while Mark Levin was mocking him and Sean Hannity was mocking him uh, and the others were mocking him, I was interviewing Trump. Much more. And remember, subscribers also get ad-free podcasts every week. The cost is less than a beer at a bar, and you get a better buzz with, with the Savage Premium. So go to, go to glow.fm slash Savage Premium for full access to ad-free podcasts and exclusive sound you'll not hear anywhere else. Thank you very much. All right, welcome to the Michael Savage Thanksgiving special. Well, I feel bad for the birds, but we did something very rare for you today. I know many of you love the old days of radio. I love the podcasts more than I did radio in some ways, but I miss the callers. There's no question. So what we did is we went back to some of the best Thanksgiving radio moments from Thanksgiving. It's going back 25 years. And we go all the way back to 2006. And boy, did they dig up some great, great callers. How to defuse family fights during the holiday. Advice for a caller visiting his liberal brother. The art of conversation. Some of my own traditions. Exploring the myth of Thanksgiving. Much more, much more that only Michael Savage can give you. If I must talk about myself in the third person, forgive me. So whether you're alone right now, listening in a car, or listening in a house alone, or traveling, or surrounded with family, why don't we, why don't we relive some of our best days together for a Savage Nation Thanksgiving. Thank you very much for listening. My mind is already on Thanksgiving. I can't help myself. That's where my head's going already. I'm planning it. I'm planning it. I'm planning it. I have two. Thursday is the family dinner, which is nice, at my daughter's house, which I love. Which I, I'm not giving any advice. No advice, even though I make the best turkey in the family and everyone knows that. Men make good cooks. There's no question about it. I spent my whole life. I'm good at a certain number of dishes. Why is it that you look around the world, men are cooks all over the world? It's an interesting question. How did they get the idea that men were, were not good cooks? I don't know why the burden fell upon women. I don't know. Actually, it's an interesting idea when men became cooks and the whole idea of feminism, a feminist and what's feminine, what's masculine. Why can't a man be a good cook? So anyway, I know how to make a turkey. I've done it sufficiently, sufficient number of times to make it come out perfect every time but I'm going to sit there with my mouth shut because it'll be good, I can guarantee you. There's a certain pleasure in, in, you know what, in giving control over to someone else and going and enjoying yourself. Have a few drinks and shut up and eat because ultimately that's what it's going to come down to. The next day, though, I'm going to do what is a tradition for me because the second year in a row now. <laughs> I'm constantly creating traditions. <laughs> I'm always trying to create a tradition. On the Friday of that week, I'm holding, holding a private party for 20 people family and friends in a restaurant in a private room and it'll be no turkey the only thing i told the owner is whatever you serve no turkey please no turkey no ham so the next day we're going to get all of the other different uh, dishes and and that'll be more you know in a way it's a relief because everyone when the family's together for a long weekend they don't know what to do friday night nobody knows what to do friday night already they're renting videos they want to go to a movie they want to go ice skating they don't know what to do with each other and the sub of what's really under the surface threatens to come out. And that's the last thing you need on a Friday night is a little blow up. 
So the best thing is take everyone out to a restaurant meal, and, and by Saturday, everyone's on a vacation somewhere, and there's nothing to worry about. So that's the story, and I'm bringing the dogs, incidentally. This guy loves me, so he lets me bring the dogs, and I'm not telling you where because then it'll cause a problem. I got two restaurants now. I'm down to two restaurants that let me bring the dogs. Well, what's wrong with it? I don't, they don't bark. They don't make on the floor. Your dog would, so you're against it. Liberal dogs would bark and pee on the floor, and they'd probably bite someone in the leg. My dogs are well-behaved like my children. They're controlled. They know they go to a restaurant. They shut up, and they wait for you to give them something, and no one even knows they're there. The liberals say, well, how dare you bring a dog in a restaurant? That's so liberal of you. My dog, I guarantee you, behaves better than most liberals' children in a restaurant. They bring him and change a diaper on a table next to you. Have you ever seen that little trick? The guy who's bald on top, 60 years old, with a 30-year-old wife to have a baby that he is the only baby on earth, and they open up a diaper on a table next to you when they're, when they're just when they brought out the beef stew? You think that's fair? I've seen that happen in my time, too. A diaper changing on the table with him looking at it like it's, like it's gold in the diaper. He's smiling and drinking the wine like you, you're not supposed to notice this. So as I say, my dogs are better behaved than most liberals and their children put together. Here's one last thing about liberals in restaurants, and then we'll go on to serious things like conquering Iraq and getting out, uh, which is actually, you know, how to carve a turkey and how to carve up Iraq are not too dissimilar. Any man who could cook a turkey properly and cut it properly probably has good advice on many things, including uh, how, to, how, to, how to win in Iraq and get out. But uh, we'll stick to the turkey for a minute. I went to a restaurant here in, in, uh, in Marin County once. I remember he called the show. I was a local host at the time. And he said, Mike, this couple, and he was a 60, the guy he was talking about was 60, 60 something years old, 55. You know the type with the ponytail bald on top. Asked to show he's a lib, married the young woman. God bless us. They have a baby. Baby made noise the whole time. So this guy couldn't take it. He got up and he, he left. But he put 10 bucks down on the guy's table as he, as he left and hept, held his hand on the table. So the guy with the screaming baby, the lib with the ponytail, looks at this guy and says, what's that for? He says, the next time you go out, I want you to be able to afford a babysitter. And he left the restaurant. Now that's the conservative way. This is Graham Hancock reporting for Michael Savage. Examining what people will be doing over the holiday, I've decided to turn to television entertainment. Shocking. Absolutely shocking. Hey, when's the turkey going to be ready? I have no idea. It's still cooking. Oh, I want some turkey. I said I don't know when it'll be ready. I wonder if she's making turkey. Yes, such a club! Oh, this is pretty funny. <laughs> I think it's funny. <laughs> don't you think it's funny, honey? Yes, I think it's funny. <laughs> It's funny. I think it's funny. Do you think it's funny? Yeah, I think it's real funny. <laughs> it's real funny. <laughs> hey, honey, um, can we turn this off? I'm, I'm really bored. Oh, I'm so offended. You don't like watching television with me? I, I thought we shared everything in common. <laughs> it's so shattering. Honey, please calm down. Calm down. I can't. Honey, calm down, please, calm down. It's over. It's over between us. It's just over. Well, there you have it. Stupid, fat, ugly people watching television, being stupefied. But then, that's not really news, is it? Back to you, Michael Savage. So, here we sit, awaiting Thanksgiving. I, myself, it's my favorite holiday, favorite American holiday. I understand the Brits leave the country during that holiday. They don't even understand it. 
Most immigrants don't celebrate Thanksgiving. They don't even understand the significance of it because there's no longer any citizenship tests required. Most uh, young white chicks don't eat turkey because they're vegetarians who live on white rice, getting beriberi of the soul. But I myself like to make a turkey. I know all the tricks. I know all the tricks. So get now for the Thanksgiving table, all my friends. Get now for the Thanksgiving table, all my friends. Get what now for the Thanksgiving table, all my friends. Get your ducks in a row, my friends. Get your arguments lined up. Don't just sit there like a turkey yourself. Why can't you go to the Thanksgiving table and converse? Why can't you talk about borders, language, and culture? Why can't you pleasantly... Well, I know it'll erupt into an argument, but so what? That's what families are for. <laughs> you can't argue with strangers. You're liable to get hurt. That's why God gave us families, so we can argue with them and not get hurt. At least that's how I see it. <laughs> it's actually quite logical, isn't it? I mean, you can't go out into, an, into the streets and argue with a stranger without a risk of getting murdered or beaten up. But you can go to a Thanksgiving table and try to reason with, uh, with unreasonable relatives. You can... Uh, talk about the impoverishment of america over the turk couldn't you i mean maybe the children want to hear adults have an adult conversation you don't want to just sit there like a dummy yourself you want to be like human cranberry sauce sitting there melting in the candlelight i, I can't go for those kind of so get thee for a thanksgiving table confront liberal relatives no <laughs> <laughs> oh, no i don't like that sound i never like chicken coops or chicken yards i don't like it they're hysterical. They make they sound like uh, the League of Women Voters before a Democratic caucus. <laughs> Played it again. Let me hear. I just hear a second. I want to see if I recognize any. Yeah, yeah. That's the Marin County League of Women Voters. Whenever Hillary came to town, that's when Barbara Boxer has a caucus. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> Michael Savage, a host like no other. Hi, this is Rachel Yucatel, and I'm here to invite you to listen to my podcast, Misunderstood with Rachel Yucatel. This podcast delves into the lives of those who have been reduced to a single headline. Each episode will take a closer look at the stories of those who are on a mission to change their narrative. Join me as we uncover the truth behind the misconceptions, shed light on the stories of those who have perhaps been wrongfully portrayed, explore the complexities of the human experience, and celebrate the power of second chances. Who doesn't love a good comeback story? And if you want to talk about the holidays, which I actually would prefer, do you fear spending time with your families during the holidays and, and why? Because it's, a, it's an important topic. Everyone tends to glorify their family. And uh, yet when they get together there, they're a little anxious about it. I mean, I know men who are very hard workers. They're, they're obsessed. They're workaholics. And they're terrified to be with their, their, their relatives this weekend because they don't know what to say to them. They're with in-laws who are not in their field or profession. They have n nothing in common with them except perhaps a tint of blood. And they have no idea what to say to them. Now, I, I'm not trying to debunk the holiday. Don't get me wrong. I love Thanksgiving. Even though I won't be with family, might not. <laughs> I, I, I do love the holiday. It brings back some great memories. Very, I have almost no bad memories. But I feel that it, it needs to be discussed, that element of it. Again, if you have something to talk about in that regard, we're open for business at 855-400-SAVAGE. Uh, and I, I want to talk about the, the kids themselves at these Thanksgiving dinners. For example, what if you have teenage kids 
and they're forced into a Thanksgiving dinner situation with distant relative kids at the same age bracket. And they say, oh, here's your cousin Patrick. He's from uh, Duluth. And they sit and meet each other for the first time, and they don't like each other. The boys look at each other. They see they don't get along, and they're very uneasy with each other. I mean, you think about that. Oh, you get a See, you assume the kids are going to get along. They may not. Or worse yet, what if, and this is another what if. It's a what if at Thanksgiving dinner or other family gatherings that are so, somewhat forced. What if a boy relative is introduced to a cousin who's a girl relative, and they have eyes for each other? Then what happens? <laughs> now, I wouldn't say that's related to confounding variables, but it does create stresses that people don't want to talk about. And yet we can talk about the family tree. I love this whole thing with uh, Ancestry.com. Why would you want to know who's in your past? Are you assuming that everyone in your family was a sterling individual? Take a look at the Kennedys if you want to look into what can happen to a family. So every family tree has people they're proud of for sure. And they advertise, but uh, aren't there people in your family tree uh, that you'd like to keep quiet about? There must have been uh, a drug runner somewhere, a, uh, a rum runner, rather. There must have been an idiot somewhere in an asylum. There had to be somebody. And, and this leads us to something I'm going to do for your listening entertainment on the Savage Nation. Admittedly, I know the audience is probably minimal tonight, but that's okay. I'm doing the show as if the restaurant's open for business and I prepared dinner for everybody. I have an, a very rare treat for you on this program at some point when it fits, which is of the great American author Henry Miller reading from one of my favorite novels, Black Spring, the piece that brought people to tears when I played it two years ago on my show, where he talks about bringing his relative to an insane asylum and what, how it ripped him apart when he took her there and left her there behind the gates and how it just tore his heart out. And everybody has someone in their family who is just not perfect and what it does to you. So let's carry on now on the Savage Nation. Let's go across the country to New York City. John, welcome to the Savage Nation. What's on your mind? Well, tomorrow I'll be spending Thanksgiving with my brother who, you know, and it's not going to be too hard to get into an argument because he loves Obama. And I obviously do not love Obama. I don't even like Obama. So yeah. I'll be walking on eggshells tomorrow on his turf. You're going to, you're going to the Obama lover's turkey dinner? Yes, sir. Uh, yes, well, sir. you're ready on the. You're ready on his playing field, and you're in a defensive position. Well, you know what? I got my flask all loaded, ready to go in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't tell me that he's giving you a tofu turkey and and green tea. No, it's not. You know, he's not going to go to those extremes. But it's just that he's going. Everything I say is wrong. Everything he says is right. Everything Obama does is right. It's for my own uh, good. For my kids' own good. Oh boy. <laughs> Now, what does he do for a non-living? Believe it or not, he's a police officer. <laughs> you know, that confounds me how any police officer could have ever voted. Well, I no, no, I do know that police officers and firemen voted for Obama because they're protecting their pensions. The only thing they thought about was their pension. That's all. Right. And they figured, they figured Obama, am I right? Isn't that the reason he's Correct. basically an Obama 100%. supporter? Right. Right. Civil servants uh, <clears throat> usually vote outside... Your predict your predictability they're they're unpredictable in some regards because you would think that for his own preservation he wouldn't vote for Obama given the exigencies of the fact that the entire Obama administration is anti police anti military but since he's a unionized policeman he feels his chances of holding on to his pension are better with him right a hundred percent right couldn't have said it better myself doctor so now that you know that doesn't it give you some sense of calm knowing that at least it's rational from his point of view. And you, by the way, you could stop him with a smile. 
You could say, what's his name? Let's say his name is Sam. Your name is John. Say, Sam, put your arm around him. Say, Sam, look, I know a guy like you. You're worried about your pension. And you figure a guy like him is in favor of, you know, not cutting pensions. You can take it easy now. We know you don't mean any other thing you're saying uh, about him. So now let's relax and enjoy each other. Why don't you try that? Maybe I will try. You know, I tried everything else. Maybe I'll try that tomorrow. <laughs> In other words, does you say to him, I understand why a guy like you would support Obama? Because you're, you're, you're a policeman and your pension's important to you. And you see, you think he's not going to cut your pension, but you're mistaken, by the way. Wait until you see what Obama does. It'll be a bigger pension cutter than Romney ever would have dared do. See, this is what they don't understand. One of their own can get away with more than a Republican could. But you, that's for downstream. It's it's a downstream issue. It's like the seniors. Why did the seniors vote for Obama when they're going to be the biggest losers with Obamacare? The seniors are losing almost all of their Medicare benefits that they become used to. They're living like kings on Medicare. You know that. And they, and they don't understand that most of the cuts are coming from the states. And they're going to have basically far fewer perks than they had under this system. They thought that Obama was going was gonna to save them. John, I'm sending you a free copy of Train Tracks. It's a shame you don't have it with you so that you can read it to them. That's my new bestseller, Michael Savage. Train Tracks, Family Stories for the Holidays. A marvelous storyteller, says the New Yorker. And I heartily recommend it as a great Christmas present. You can buy it on uh, White Thursday or Black Friday. Either day is fine. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. Of course, in the age of medical marijuana, you no longer have the uh, overt drunk. Instead, you have people debilitated from uh, prescription drugs in Congress. Why don't they give them a drug test? If you take a job in a corporation, even in a warehouse, the, uh, the bosses have a right to give you a drug test, and they should. You can't operate heavy machinery if you're stoned. Can you operate a government if you're stoned? Take a look at how well they're doing. How many of our so-called representatives do you think are on drugs, legal or illegal? Would you say it's 50% or more, between 50 and 60%? Don't call me on this. How do we know? They should be given drug tests. They got free medical care at Walter Reed Medical Center, so they could do, they can give them a little Dixie Cups, and the American people can have, you know, real openness. A real openness in government would be drug tests for, for the, uh, right or wrong? Don't call me on that. I want to go to the holiday question, because I think we're going to have a lot of interesting callers with it. A lot of guys have said to me they're a little dread, they're dreading the holidays. They're going, you know, they drive uh, two, three hours, or they're going across town, and they're bringing the kids over to the parents. They don't know what to do. They don't know what to say to them. Especially in the age of social media and smartphones, people have lost the ability to converse. Conversations and art. I grew up on it, so I'm an expert at it, which is why I'm a, uh, you know able to do talk radio. I'm a conversationalist. Let's not forget that that's the most important thing to be in talk radio. You can put aside politics, everything else. Unless you understand that conversation means converse with verse, back and forth verse, you actually talk with each other, then talk radio is dead if you can't converse. Now, it's easy to scream or hang up on people, which I've done an awful lot of in my career. I prefer to have a dialogue if it's possible, but it's not always possible. The work ethic shot in America. Everyone's been on vacation for about 10 days now. I've never seen anything like this country. It really is a socialist nation. The work ethic's gone. People took off almost all of last week. Half of them are not back today. 
They pushed it to Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Where is the work ethic? I'm here reporting for duty. I'm here reporting for duty. Where are the workers? Where'd they go? Everybody wants a free ride. And if you get demagogues like Obama and Carl Levin and the other Democrats promising them a free lunch, of course they're going to take it. Medical marijuana for the drug-addicted lunatics. Pot, 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 sex, sex, sex. Sex, pot, pot, sex, sex, pot, ha, 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 ho, ho, ho. Channel 2, Channel 4, stupid jokes. And I said, honesty and hard work, where have they gone? Well, with the manifesto of the Obama doctrine, where honesty is attacked, hard work is attacked, and the opposite is extolled, you have to understand that with voter fraud and the ignorance uh, of the ignorant masses in the country, they elect a man who is nakedly, nakedly following us, taking us down the road from which we may not never come back. Now, Pravda, again, is a small website put out in the ex-Soviet Union in Russia. And here's what they write. Soros and his ownership of the company that counts the U.S. votes in Spain helped put their puppet in power in the White House. Can you believe this? I know many people like to take this weekend and wrap off Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and a Monday. I don't get it. Doesn't anyone want to work anymore? So what am I going to talk about? There's so much to talk about that I'll go slow because many of you are not ready to talk about much. You're still getting over the trip to faint from the turkey and the family and the drinking and the eating and the fact that you have very little to look forward to now except maybe a day off in Christmas and then a long, long haul until another vacation. It's hard working when you work for a living. Now, if you're on welfare, every day is the same to you. It's a golden day. The government sends the checks. They come like clockwork. You can claim you're a victim because you're not getting enough from the government. What could be better? So over the weekend, let's see some high points. I, I won't bore you with the Thanksgiving dinner. I put some pictures up of Teddy eating at the uh, restaurant with us on my Facebook page. You know, it was funny. Teddy, Teddy thanks God he wasn't born a turkey. I used that line before, but it's still true. Believe me, he's glad he was that species rather than the other one. And let's see, I caught a cold in the restaurant because there was no heater on with my back to the wall. Do you ever go to a restaurant and eat with your gloves on? I mean, don't, I like the restaurant. I'll go there for the next 25 years if I'm still around. No heat in the room. I had to wear gloves and a scarf to eat Thanksgiving dinner. Well, it was sort of like a pilgrim dinner in that regard. It was so cold, I felt like I was a pilgrim. The only thing missing were the arrows coming in from the window. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. Camera Obscura. Happy Thanksgiving. I want to say thank you to all of you who have made America a better place. You've saved this country, whether you know it or not. As tentative and as screwed up as the world seems like right now, I want you to imagine what this Thanksgiving would have been like living under a reign of terror. First Amendment, Second Amendment, Third Amendment, Fourth Amendment, count them all. Every one of them would have been under assault. I love all of the anti-fascists screaming about fascism. We'd be living in real fascism when the Dixie Mafia took over the White House. Had it done? Had the Dixie Mafia taken over the White House? Tell me you wouldn't be in worse place than you are today. You would be. So the next time you want to ridicule Donald, think carefully, because he's all we got. He's the only thing we got between us and that. So thank God for big favors. 
course I said God, so I triggered myself. Triggered myself because yes, you did put it on the New York Times bestseller list. No Fox News, the hard hats, the hard-hearted hard hats of Fox News have kept me away. But without them, think about what you did. I was told yesterday by someone that I went up against Joe Biden. They printed a million of Biden's books. Who bought them? I don't know. Would anybody be interested in Biden's life? Number two book, a picture book of Barack Obama. How exciting. We didn't have enough of him for eight, eight, eight years. But nevertheless, God broke through. The word of God broke through into the bookstores because of you. you. Say, well, what difference will it make? You'll see what difference it makes. You see this baby on me? You know, I feed my birds here every day. In fact, what I'm going to do for you is I'm going to go get an old bagel right now. My cameraman's going to, they're waiting for me. You see, they're coming. Look, I'm like the bird man of Alcatraz out here. Alcatraz is right around that point, incidentally. Okay, guys, here I come. It's just me and the birds. I'll be right back. All right, guys, come on. Today you get pita bread. Come on, pita bread time. Come on, guys. Now watch the survival of the fittest. There's nothing I can do about it. There's nothing you can do about it. They're, they're hungry. Hey, guys, give the, give the little guys a break. Come on. Come on. Come on, Donald. Give Daisy a break. Daisy, come here. Oh, come on, cut it out. Oh, come on, it's enough for all of you. Okay, happy Thanksgiving, nature. Think of the elephants. There's something beautiful about seagulls. Something beautiful about seagulls. Have you ever watched a seagull dive for a piece of bread? If I were training fighter pilots, which I bet you they watch birds in training sessions, they could go like this, they can catawall like from here like that and grab a piece of bread out of the other bird's mouth. <laughs> Let's say they're going this way and they see the bread here, they can dive like that and grab the bread. Now if you watch fighter jets in combat, they will learn to dive like that. And there's only so much you can learn on film. Anyone out there want to be, be a fighter pilot? Watch the birds. I wonder if they still teach that in fighter training school. I know they used to. They would go like this. Anyway, that's another story. Here we are, we're living in peace and harmony. Think about how lucky we are. You know, I like to watch documentaries of history. So you see, World War II, seminal moment in human, human history. What went on in Europe, Russia, the devastation of Russia, starvation, decimation, cities burned to the ground by the Nazis. How did the Russians survive that? You wonder, we want a war with Russia? That's what the, that's what the Democrats have been, for, for how long now? War with Russia, war with Russia. Are they insane? Russia is our natural ally, you morons, you. Against who? Against who, Hillary Clinton? Is that what you think? Russia is our natural ally against Hillary Clinton? No, against radical Islam. It was the Russian Air Force that turned the tide against ISIS, don't you remember? Obama diddled for seven years. It was only when the Russian Air Force came and started blowing them up that finally ISIS was turned back. They are our natural ally. Stop antagonizing them, that's all I can say. So here we are, I'm not at Mar-a-Lago, I wasn't invited. 
I know who you all want to see. You're all waiting for the star of the show. I am a service human, that is true. So if you forgive me a moment, I will go get your master. He loves it. Say hello for Thanksgiving. Come on. <laughs> Look. 13 years old and still going strong. Thank God for coenzyme Q. Are there any questions out there in uh, Periscope land? This is my maiden voyage. No, no script. No necessity for a script. It's just good to have such a beautiful audience and know that we can communicate through modern technology. It's a beautiful world, beautiful earth, beautiful day, beautiful country. And the best the opposition can do is scream and howl. They can't even communicate other than screaming. Remember two weeks ago, the college girls, they went out, hey, screaming to the moon. You can't debate with them. They scream like hysterical infants. It's time we stop letting hysterical infants rule this nation or rule us. A few questions. What are they? Will the wall get built? You have to ask Wallbanger. Any other questions? Where can we get that hat? <laughs> oh, I know everybody used to love these. I'm going to have more made. The problem was I found the company that was going to make it in China. I said, no Chinese made hats. So the one in America costs twice as much. That's the truth. I don't want to price it so no one can afford it. I'm looking into it. I need an American made hat that doesn't cost that much. Everyone loves it. The back of it says what? Borders, language, culture. The front of it, Savage Nation. These were ones very popular. I'll look into it. I'll do this first of the year. We're going to have a made up. We'll sell them on michaelsavage.com. When will you tour the country? I'm touring the country now. I tour the country every day on the radio. Physically, those days are over. Security is impossible because it's inevitable someone's going to get a John Lennon one of these days. And I don't need to expose them. I mean, with modern technology, why do I need to tour the country? Look, I'm in the amphitheater right now. Here I am. Why do I need to go there? So, listen, it's a different world. The age of the telegraph ended a long time ago, right? Then we had the telephone. Then the telephone was bypassed by the computer. The age of the lecture tour is long over. If you have a large audience, what do you need to go visit cities for? That's for people who don't have a large enough audience to go online with, right? So that's a short answer. I would love to meet you, don't get me wrong. I love to meet people. But the risks are too high. Secondly, I don't like the food on the road. I don't sleep on the road. Uh, and that's it. It's that simple. Here it is. This is the amphitheater. Finally, did you have Chinese food for lunch? Thanks for asking. No, but tonight is the engorgement. And in fact, if you're nice to me today, and each and every one of you, Santa Savage says, if each and every one of you will read one line from, <laughs> from the book that you bought, if you'll read one line to someone tonight, to yourself even, I'm going to give you a big, big treat. Santa Savage will take this device to the restaurant tonight, and you will watch me having my Thanksgiving dinner. Remember, I'm three hours earlier. I'm eating tonight at about 7 Pacific time, which you'll be tuck-tuck 10 o'clock already on the East. But you will see Teddy at the table violating the law. You will see the dinner. We'll have fun. We'll have dinner together tonight. Remember my dinner with Andre? Now it's my dinner with Savage. That would be a good shtick to do. Are there any other questions? Or oh, rapping? We're rapping? No other questions? Well, there's plenty of more questions. Let's throw one more. 
Do you think there's indictments against Trump's family? Yes. Yes, they're going to be uh, baseless charges based upon hearsay. Listen, you know what they've said about the FBI. If they want to, they could indict a ham sandwich. They're going to indict someone. This is the game that they're playing. They have unlimited budgets. There's no constraints upon where they have gone. They started with the false narrative of Russia. Now they're investigating whether they sold a pair of shoes in Moscow. So yes, of course they will indict. And the president will pardon, as he has the power to do, and as he should do. The question is, when will the indicters be indicted? As the Romans said, who will watch the watchers? Do you ever hear that saying? I'll give it to you in Latin if you'd like. Who will watch the watchers? Because they knew that the watchers were potentially the most dangerous. Does that answer your question in another way? What are they, God Almighty, above the law? It's all partisan. Any other questions for Confucius Savage? No, we're good. Did you get your money's worth, folks? Did you have a little fun? We did how many minutes? 20? 15? We don't know, but we did a good night. All right, listen, I just want to say this. I will come back to you either tonight or tomorrow for another session. This is my first one. It won't be my last. In the future, we're going to take you over the Golden Gate Bridge. I hope to take you on a walking tour of San Francisco looking at bums in the street. I want you to actually see what liberalism has done to a beautiful city. I want you to actually see it with your own eyes. You'll know I'm not inventing because you will not believe what liberalism has done to this beautiful place. So here I am. Teddy and I, for the moment, I'll get my little guy, Teddy. You're wanted on air. Look, man, drink. Teddy says, happy Thanksgiving and spare the poodles. Bye now. Home of borders, language, culture, the Savage Nation. Let me summarize something for you if I can. Thanksgiving Day is Thursday. Everyone's going to be somewhere or nowhere. A lot of depression Thursday from people who have no families and no friends, and they come to understand how empty their lives are on Thursday. Uh, if you're alone, I'm not laughing at you. I know what it is to be lonely and alone. And um, this is when the holidays are a time when people go into severe depressions, whether it be Thanksgiving. Christmas is a very hard time for a lot of people. They have no families. They don't have anything good to look forward to. They feel that they're, they're a failure as a person. They could be poor or rich. They still feel empty if they're alone. That's the truth because the adage life is with people comes back at these times to teach us the oldest lesson in the world, which is that life is with people. It's not with things. Life is with people, truthfully. It's not with things. And as a person who has entered the lives of millions of strangers who I don't even know, you know, I know what this medium is about and I know how it began. Talk radio, you have to have read a novel entitled Miss Lonely Hearts to understand what talk radio really is. You look up Miss Lonely Hearts, you'll see what it was written about. And uh, my voice and the voice of others in the medium are, are voices that fill a void of emptiness in our society. You could say it's sad or whatever you want to say, but it's true. We are a member of your family. I'll speak specifically for myself. Talk radio becomes a part of of the person's mind, the person's soul, the person's heart after a while. You don't even have to do anything specific after a while. You are a member of the geography of the mind of the listener, and they come to listen to you. So I've been on so long that people 
think of me as a friend of theirs. And they listen to their show. They love my voice. They love my persona. They've been with me through my ups and downs. They know when I'm happy. They know when I'm sad. They know about my dog, Teddy. Many of you have listened from the time he was a puppy till now. You know, the life cycle. Many of you heard my mother when she was alive, and, you know, she's no longer with me for God knows how many years now. So I am a family member, and and, uh, that's what talk radio is at its best. But that means I don't have to just do politics. Do you understand that? Although many of you have come to believe and think that your time is only well spent if all we're talking about is what Trump did, what Trump didn't do, what Obama did, what Obama didn't do, who won this, who won that, I can't do it. I mean, I don't want to do it anymore. I don't want to do it at all. In fact, I I just don't want to do it at all. I find it tedious and boring. To me, talk radio that's bad sounds like a constipated person where nothing comes through, nothing is there. It's pure constipation. It's constipated verbiage. It means nothing. And so I'm trying to, you know, keep things. I don't mean to be too literal about it, but I'm saying good conversation flows. So we float into many areas and we can continue to do that if you'd like. And in the middle of it, if there's any news, you're going to get it from me, you know. And I know that if I don't sleep well, my judgment is affected. That's all I can speak is about me. I need a lot of sleep. I nap every day, for example. If I didn't nap, I wouldn't be alive. I've napped my whole life if I could. I absolutely, because I burn at a very high pace. And I, I know that I need to sleep in the afternoon for half an hour, but I have a very, I have a trick. I learned it a long time ago. You lay down, if you want to take a real nap and you want to get into REMS early on in the day and not sleep too long where you're dopey for the rest of the day, it's real simple. Well, first of all, I follow a Mediterranean lifestyle altogether, which is the big siesta thing. And I'm up, I'm up very late. My mind is active till very late as a result. But getting back to the sleep portion, I don't take a four hour siesta. I learned a trick. You, you lay down in bed like you're actually going to go to sleep for the night. I'm talking about darken the room, get ready for a night's sleep. Don't just say, I think I'll nap for a few minutes. I'm talking about a knockout job. Lay down in the bed, curtains drawn, lights off, but here's the trick. Hold a bunch of keys in your hand. Let's say house keys or whatever you have, a whole package of keys, and lean your hand over the bed, lightly gripping the keys. You're following me so far? The minute you hear those keys drop to the floor, you wake up. Because the keys will wake you up. And that's the wake-up call. That's probably going to take, I'd say, 8 to 10 minutes till you actually fall into a deep enough sleep to let go of those keys. And you've had enough sleep at that point because you've actually gone into a very deep state of sleep. And then you wake up. You've had your 10 minutes of sleep you don't need anymore. Traveling on the road. A lot of you don't even have anywhere to go because, A, well, you have nowhere to go. You have no family, no friends. It'll be you and a Swanson TV dinner tomorrow, if that at all. Many people don't even celebrate Thanksgiving. For a very, some don't celebrate it because they're religious. They don't even recognize the holiday. Others don't celebrate any American holidays because they're anti-American or they believe that they're all myths anyway. Or worse yet, some hate America so much that they perversely don't celebrate any of the holidays. And I'm going to talk about does man need myths? Are myths true? And I'm going to use the myth of Thanksgiving uh, as one example. I'm going to... All nations were built upon colonization and bloodshed. There is not an, you see, this is the, this is the myth that needs to be explore, exploded. It's like America's a this nation, a racist nation, a that nation, uh, compared with what? In a vacuum, it's an imperfect nation. But compared with what nation? What nation on earth was not forged in blood and, st- and, and forged in blood murder? I don't know the nation, it doesn't exist. Every nation on earth was forged in blood.
That was the, 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 the mother's milk of, of the nation, was blood. So you say, America's a brutal nation. Well, yeah, well, that's why you're here, you moron. That's why you have the ability to put it down. Because it was such a brutal nation that a putz like you sitting in a university gets the ability to put it down and nothing happens to you. You collect a big fat check and go home and tell the world how bad a country is. They let an idiot like you make a living. If it was a really brutal nation, you'd be thrown out of the university for hating the country. But it isn't really a brutal nation. It's a very tolerant nation, and that's why it's going to fall. This nation is so tolerant that I don't know how it can survive. The war upon men is so vicious right now that the enemies of America are laughing, laughing at us. What are you going to do, undermine the military? Undermine the warrior culture of the military so they can't even go out and fight the enemy? Is that what you want? Yes, that's what the international wants. Of course that's what they want. You don't see the long lineage of this war against men, do you? No, that's why I'm paid to do talk radio, because I do. And how do you do? Michael Savage, back in a minute. Hey, pay attention. Day before Thanksgiving. What is a guy like Robert De Niro going to do tomorrow, I wonder? Does he like have a turkey? Him and Martin Scorsese, and they're different than you and I, right? They don't have to go to the bathroom. They never get a migraine. They never get sinusitis. Marty Scorsese and Robert De Niro, they never get sinusitis. They never get fear, fearful. Do they go to Thanksgiving, or do they just say he's a mook, he's a bum, I'm going to punch him? And then, what do they do? They act out the roles that they've been acting out for 50,000 years? I'm a mook, he's a bum, I'm going to punch him. I'm not going to that movie. I'm not watching it. As much as I like gangster movies, I'm, not, I'm boycotting it because of Robert De Niro. Point blank, end of story. I told you after the election, there are people I won't watch anymore. You want to hear the list? I'm like Madame Defarge. I never forget the people who show themselves to be haters. Who's the guy now that does the God thing? Morgan Friedman? Morgan who? Morgan Friedelberg? Morgan Friedelman? What's his name? Morgan Friedman? Where did he get that name Friedman from? Oh, Freeman. Morgan Freeman? I see him. I, I click right through him. He was such a hater during the... Um, that's it. That was the... A lot of them. I, I saw it. Like, right, and De Niro, boom. As much as I liked the movies he was in, no more. I won't watch him because of the hatred. It's a shame Al Pacino's in it because at least he's smart enough to keep his politics to himself. They're only actors, man. I don't care what they think about politically. I don't care how smart they may be. I don't care. That's not what we pay them for. We got any music? I got to play some music. I just don't want the show to end. I'm getting an anxiety attack at the thought of the, the blank slate for the coming the four days and the you know, jingle bells and the sled and the ice skating and the turkey and the trimmings. God. No, I got people coming in. I'm not really alone, you know. I got the family coming up. I got a friend coming in. We're doing a turkey. They're doing a turkey tomorrow. But then I got the bad news. They're doing the trade-off, as I told you yesterday. Okay, Michael, we will go to that restaurant that you love. You can do the turkey. But the trade-off is you got to go to Thai and Chinese on Friday. I said, are you crazy? It's not bad enough I got to run across the bridge and run across the avenue on Friday night to eat that rotten Chinese food again, which I, I stopped eating years ago. And I got to eat Thai for lunch. So I'm going to, you can't eat anything in those places. Let's say you go there. Say, oh, well, you have a salad. They don't have salads in Chinese restaurants. Everything is like saturated in, in, in sugar and salt. I wonder what I'm going to do, just drink tea, I guess. I don't know why I'm such a maudlin guy. I don't get it. It's holidays, I should be happy. 
I actually get miserable around holidays. I, I, I don't think I'm alone in that. It's like, okay, yeah, okay, everyone's coming. Hey, man, I don't know. Turkey, the stuffing, the... But most people are ang- full of anxiety about the family get-togethers. They really are. It's like they're afraid they're going to be judged. Just picture if you live in San Francisco. You left Iowa like four years ago. You were a normal farm girl. You went to school. You had okay grades, you know. Then you come to San Francisco. You figured you want to fit in. So immediately you slept with your girl roommate. That was number one. Number two, you shaved your hair off. You put in a nose ring. You dyed your ears blue and your eyes. You put in a different color eyes. How do you go home to Iowa to a Thanksgiving dinner? Say, oh, yeah, how you doing, Audrey? Oh, that's our daughter, Audrey. How could that be this? And don't, you can't say anything, though. Or the son comes home in a dress, let's say. Let's say he left as a normal farm boy. He moved to San Francisco. He wanted to fit in. And he discovered that inside there was really a woman. That he was never really a boy. He was brainwashed and thinking he was always a woman. It wasn't really his softer self or his sensitive self. Now they go the other way. If you're kind and, and sensitive, now suddenly you're a woman inside. So he becomes a woman. He goes back to Iowa just as a woman. And all these, like, farm guys, well, how you doing there, uh, Don? No, he's not Don anymore. He's, he's Gloria. Hey, Gloria. It's very rough to be at holidays around uh, the country today. That's a horn screaming. That's a horn screaming. That Charlie? Let me say it like it is. Authentic American jazz is masculinity. And I guess it's uh, gone like the do- dodo bird. Can't have that anymore. Gotta have like fake music, saccharine music, fake jazz, elevator jazz. Charlie Parker, Art Blake, he couldn't even get a job today. They tell him that the two are limited in their reach. They don't reach enough of a, a broad audience. Okay, so where are we? It's Thanksgiving, blah, 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 the turkey, the this. I did already, the, the myth, the whole thing on myths. Is anyone still there? I mean, I, lo- I looked the other day. I said, what do I have? In it? Let me look it up because many people don't know. I, I, I asked the guys who run the show, like in New York, I said, where's my list of people listening in the third hour? Because I don't get a lot of calls in the third hour. It's supposed to make believe, but I, I, don't, I don't have the list disappeared on me already. No, nope, it disappeared. I know I got KSFO in San Francisco. I got KKOH in Reno. I got KLIF third hour, Dallas, and only like 200 other stations. And people don't call, though. It's like they hang up. They go somewhere else. I know what they're doing. Don't tell me listening to the construction worker now to talk about Mueller. I don't believe that. Michael Savage, a host like no other. Well, I'm not going to show you the whole world that I'm involved in here because it's too private, but the turkey's almost done. And I decided to do a new Sabbath tradition, which is uh, very dry hot sake and the turkey neck in honor of the poor turkey who died for my sins. Teddy's choking away, but he's eaten. And as you can see, the, um, the poor animal, the big bird, is, is in there. They're bred for eating. I'm not the only one eating them. And uh, there it is. Beautiful thing. Beautiful day. Life is good. The phones are ringing. I'm not going to answer the phones. But I'm going to do one other thing here before saying goodbye. Uh, Before I say hello. There's the bay out there. And uh, it's a nice day. It's before the rains are coming back. We're waiting for the real storm. There's my little 25-foot boat. 
after years of big boats, I have a little boat, which I, I don't go on it much anymore, to be honest with you. I don't find the sea that in, engaging anymore. As Aristotle wrote, there are three kinds of men, the living, the dead, and those who go to sea. Uh, I prefer to be in the former category. I'd rather not go to sea. So uh, that, that's what it comes down to right now. Anyway, see if this sake is still warm. Took a liking to it because I'm tired of drinking wine. I like rice wine right now. Let's see what else is cooking here. Oh, God. Parsnips, sprouts. Mm. Let me just salute my audience. You got to flip this camera. I, honest to God, what do I, how do I flip it? I tap it. I tap it once, right? I don't want to stop the broadcast. I want to flip the camera. There we go. You can teach old dogs old tricks. So this is to my audience, my savage audience. I want to thank you all for so many great years. So many wonderful years. I've given so much and I can give more. But I want to drink to my audience. That's simple as that, right? So to my audience, to the savage listeners, to those of you who like me, to those of you who don't like me, to those of you who think you hate me but really love me because I remind you of an uncle that you never had or a father you should have had. What could I say other than to life? Thank God man stumbled upon alcohol centuries ago. Marijuana, I hate it. Poison. Tried it for many years from the age 17. Screwed my fucking my head up. Why? I think if you're stupid, marijuana works very well. Marijuana is for people with very low imaginations and with, let's put it to you this way, and we can debate it all you want. I'll hear you can outrun me, you can outfight me, you're smarter than me, whatever you say. Marijuana is a poison. What's being done to America was started by George Soros. Yes, it's him again, the devil himself, in my opinion. Soros funded the medical marijuana initiatives a number of years ago, and I fought both of them in Arizona and California to no avail. His money was too great. And why did he want medical marijuana legalized? Because that devil wanted a dope America to turn it into a dumber country than it already is. That's simple. I mean, you may look at it another way. I'm not saying put people in prison. I said decriminalize marijuana 20 years ago. But to make it sound like it's good for everything, that's insanity. It's a gateway drug. It makes people dumb. It's very much like when the British dumped opium on the Chinese and enslaved an entire nation with opium. This nation is being enslaved with marijuana and uh, you want to dope yourself up, you're not stupid enough, become even more stupid. Try spatial recognition with marijuana. Smoke your dope and see if you still have spatial control, you don't. Take your marijuana and see if you can still do higher mathematics, you can't. Take your marijuana and see if your mind is as functional as it was before, it isn't. Marijuana is a toxic poison to a nation, which is why George Soros funded these initiatives for for medical marijuana in order to make sure that it was legalized. Uh, And so go ahead. You want to make yourself stupid? Go ahead. That's why the nation's education level keeps falling. Between the illegal aliens who don't speak English, who are illiterate in their own Spanish, and marijuana, you know what this country is going to look like in, in five years? Guatemala, El Salvador, Nicaragua, maybe worse. That's exactly what the left wing wants. A malleable, dumb population that works like slaves. So you know what? You do what you want. I'll have my drinks occasionally. 
and whatever it is, it is. It is what it is, as they say. I'm not going to change the course of human events. I have already done more than you would imagine. I've helped elect the president. I've helped change the consciousness of millions of people. And that's enough. How much more should I do? Now, I will say this to you. I'm a revolutionary by spirit. And if I had more time on my side, if the hourglass was more full than empty, I would probably lead a revolution in this country right now. That's what I would do. I would abandon everything. If I had no family, for sure, I would lead a revolution to save the country from itself. However, I am not going to do it because I'm not a revolutionary. I'm only a talk show host and a writer. And I love life too much to do that. So this is my Thanksgiving sermon. And I will say to you again, God bless America. Thank God for the pilgrims who fled oppression in their own country of England. They came here and you say, oh, they did this to the Indians, that to the Indians, the Indians did this, the Indians did Stop glorifying them. The Indians were not a Mazzola commercial. Stop with the stupidity that you learned at Harvard. They were skinning each other alive when they caught the other tribe and throwing them out into the snow without skin. What are you talking about? You have any idea what these people were like? Of course they were an advanced civilization for their time. But thank God for Christianity. Uh, the entire world was bettered. There's no question about that. And uh, thank God they were all here in America in the melting pot where even the dumb and the stupid can survive. And especially the communists are allowed to thrive in a country that they hate, which is astounding when you think about it. Because the country they want to create the communists wouldn't tolerate them. And the proof is that Castro killed his own fellow revolutionaries once he had total power. But you don't have to know history. Why? Why would you know history? All you got to do is go to college and come out like a dumbass. That's all you got to know. Fortunately for you, I know a lot. I've studied everything in this field of social history. It's a beautiful day. God is great. My dogs are beautiful. And uh, now you know what's coming this week now for us? You know what's coming next week? We didn't have enough from Schiff, the piece of shit. Pardon me for the dirty word. Because if I stepped in my dog's droppings, I would consider what's on the bottom of my shoe superior to Adam Schiff. Do you know what's coming next week? Something lower than Adam Schiff. The guy whose pants are up to his uh, pectorals, that piece of garbage, that low-life ticket fixer from New York, the head of the Judiciary Committee, you know who I'm talking about? The next one? This one, you know who I'm talking about. The vermin from New York, another one from New York. Another Lower East Side piece of trash who ne whose parents never got over the Triangle Shirtwaist fire. What's his name? Actually, I'm blanking it out. I don't care about him. The ugliest man on the planet is now going to run the impeachment hearings next week. That should, should be a real uh, uh, fun, fun week for all of us. So Schiff and Pelosi conspired to destroy Thanksgiving. Next, that piece of crap from Brooklyn will destroy Christmas for us at Hanukkah. I don't know whether it's God's will to make people vote for Trump or what, but they're doing him a favor. Maybe people don't like Trump, but let me tell you something. They hate the other side more than anything you can imagine. People are not that stupid. I still can remember his name. What's his name? Help me with his name. Does anyone know his name? Nadler, 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 the Knadlach. Nadler, the Knadlach. Nadler, the Knish. Nadler, the human Knish with eyes. Do they have any idea what they're doing to the world? Do they have any idea what they're stirring up in this country? Do they think that everyone west of the Hudson is just dumb and drunk? They are wrong. They are stirring up such hatred in this nation. 
And I know it because I have a great stethoscope. That's next week. Can you imagine? So I'm on vacation this week. This is not really a show. It's my way of saying hello to my audience. And I hope you're enjoying your Thanksgiving. And uh, I, I've enjoyed being with you. But I think I'm going to sign off because uh, the turkey smells so good. I didn't make a run for the sake. I just didn't want wine today. It's very cold out here. We're between storms in Northern California. We're going to get hit on Monday, uh, apparently, or uh, month, Sunday, Monday, with a storm for 10 days, which is long overdue. Boy, do we need the rain. The, every animal was screaming for it. There was so much dust in the air. And, uh, of course, this is a Mediterranean climate. Don't tell it to the warmest. They'll tell you it's global warming, extreme weather. The morons know nothing. Idiots. Idiots. Idiots know nothing. A Mediterranean climate. Hot for six months, wet for six months, cool. They don't understand this. They don't know what a Mediterranean climate is. All they know is what they learned at Harvard, which is less than zero. And one one other thing, I'm a boater. I've been a boater for 30, 40 years. I don't know how long. My first boat was a motorless sailboat in Hawaii. I didn't even know how to sail and I took it out to sea and almost (laughs) died. I had such hubris at the time. I studied tide charts boys and girls i haven't seen one centimeter rise in sea levels i look at the tide charts it's a complete mythology it's a lie a giant lie a giant lie built upon another lie you want to believe what you believe go ahead and believe it but lucky thing for you is you live in a country where you can believe anything and you get away with saying anything which is wonderful So here we are. I'm going to say goodbye for now. Maybe tonight I'll come back and say hello again. And I'm standing out here in a secret location. I should host a savage dinner cruise where I haven't done enough enough for the world. A friend of mine who said to me last week, Michael, you give to the world. That's what you do. You give and you give and you give. And Michael, what do you get back? I get the satisfaction of knowing that some people are being awakened to the realities of the world that they're living in and those who want to take it away from them while telling them they're going to liberate them. Just remember this, what George Orwell said. He sees people running around with chains rattling who scream, I am free, I am free, I am free. Think about that one. Here was a man who was a socialist in the 30s until he realized what Stalin was and Hitler was and that socialism was a prison for the fools. And then he became a realist, Orwell. He wrote great books. They run around with chains screaming, I am free. Very free to give them. Make of anal cancer, you can't put two and two together. Uh, let's see, marijuana, drugs, where'd that come from? Uh, illegal immigrants coming to work the system. Yeah, they're coming to work the system, all right. All the mythologies, all the shibboleths of the left, that's my goal, to kick over the icons. Mikael, he who kicks over icons. God bless America. God bless America. And thank you for listening. Well, thank you very much for listening to today's podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it and you'll learn something from it. We have about 400 other episodes available for you to listen to absolutely free. You can go back into our vast library of podcasts and listen to any one of them at any time. And remember this, if you want to listen to my podcast ad-free, sign up for the Savage Premium Membership. 
and get access to ad-free podcasts as well as some premium content from our Savage Archives. How do you sign up for those ad-free podcasts? Please visit michaelsavage.com for a link. Again, thank you for your listenership. This is Michael Savage.